This is KCBX Central Coast Public Radio. I'm Father Ian Dellinger, and I'm playing with food. Olives are a delicious snack, and they come in so many varieties. With so many olive trees around the Central Coast, particularly in public areas, one might be tempted to just grab a few off the tree and nosh on them in the raw, pure form. Don't try that, though. Olives are inedible straight off the tree, but I'm sure a few of you learned that the hard way. I learned the correct way to prepare olives for eating when I visited Craig McKella at the Santa Barbara Olive Company in his groves overlooking El Capitan State Beach. So I'll name the varieties. Down below we had frontoyos and manzanillos and calamatas. I have 50 calamatas. Up here we have missions, manzanillos again, cevolanos, itranas, arbequinas, and frontoyos. We don't fertilize, we don't irrigate. Olive trees don't need irrigation on the central coast, but they do when they're babies. So these things that you see here that are giant trees were put in as little tiny, what we call whips. And a whip is like one stick and has a little tiny bit of green on it. And it's about 20 to 30 inches tall. It's in a one gallon bucket. So every tree on this property at one time, 25 years ago, was a little whip and has now become a completely fully mature producing tree. The first six or seven years, we irrigated. And if you look closely, you'll see some old drip system. We sort of just pull it out when tractors get stuck in it or the quads or something. It's mostly all gone now because we live on annual rainfall. But that can be a big problem when we're in a drought. Luckily, as you know, this year was not a drought year. And that means that we have a real good fruit set. We should have a a fairly decent crop this year. The interesting thing about olives is that different fruit, these are Cevolanos to my left, they make great table olives, and those are Manzanillos to the right, they make great table olives. But the Manzanillos have a much higher oil content than these Cevolanos, but the Cevolanos make a better tasting oil. Ergo the problem there with economics. Do you want to make olive oil out of uh, these beautiful large table olives? Wait until they go kind of reddish black. That's when we pick them for oil. Or do you want to pick them green and big and large and make them table olives? So what I do is I go through and have a crew get them in when they're big and giant. And then I will cure those in salt and water. After that is done, after we go through and do that harvest of green, we're talking about green. And remember, all olives are green and all olives turn black and all olives fall off the tree. So what we do is we pick during the green, red, black set. So we wanna get about 50% red and black, and that's gonna become olive oil, but also you take the plump black olives from that pick, the ones that are big and plump and hard, and they haven't started to shrivel yet, and they're not red, they're solid black. And those are the olives that you put in salt only in a bin or a bucket or you know whatever vessel and they're cured only in rock salt and those big plump olives leach out the bitter sugar which all olives in california are not edible from the tree because there's something inside that has not turned from bitter to edible sugar called glycoside an olive never learned to go into edible sugar even when they're black the sugar is still not edible so you have to pull the bitterness out, the bitter sugar. It's sugar, but it's bitter sugar. So in order to do that, there are many ways to cure olives. 
the big giant companies that are trying to do massive amounts quickly use lye. So they put the olives down in a lye bath for about 24 hours, and then they rinse that lye bath out, and then they use a saltwater brine, and that can accelerate pretty quickly. You might get those done in four to six weeks because you cut them with lye for 24 hours, and that pulled out most of the bitter sugars quickly. And then you slowly leach out the residual bitter sugars and any lye that's left in by changing the uh, saltwater brine. And that's kind of a commercial, you might say, uh, method. It's also the black canned olive industry in California's method. We use only water and salt to cure green table olives or salt only to cure black olives. And our black olives are cured dry, so salt and olives, the bitterness is leached out, and then after about five weeks, it's the fastest cure for table olives, you take those olives out, you rinse them with a colander, or, you know, something you can strain the salt off, you rinse them in hot water, warm water, and scrub them, so all the bitterness that's left on the wrinkles on the olive, because they're now shriveled up, you wash them away, and then you put them out in the sun on a day, today is going to be about 90 degrees, this would be a perfect day, and it only takes a couple of hours, they dry up, and they shrivel like a prune. You take those shriveled up, dried, cleaned olives, put them back into a vessel like a five or 50 gallon barrel in our case, but if you're doing it at home, you know, you use a, just a gallon or a five gallon bucket. And then you drizzle olive oil over the top of the dried olives and put a lid on it and shake them vigorously and they will rehydrate or kind of plump up a little bit. And then that's it, that, that is a finished product that lasts 18 to 24 months without refrigeration. We recommend you refrigerate them, but you don't have to refrigerate a black salt-cured sun-dried olive. The oil will coagulate and look kind of funny in the refrigerator, It'll look kind of like wax almost. And then you have to put them out on the counter and let that wax sort of melt back out. That's olive oil is what it is, and it's hardening. You let it melt back to room temperature and then you eat them. Green olives, on the other hand, require refrigeration after they're open. So immediately after opening a green olive that's cured in our style, which is a natural old world style salt and water only, they don't have preservatives in them added. They make their own lactic acid because the sugar and the salt and the water change the bitter sugars into lactic acid a certain degree. Lactic acid, a natural process, preserves the olives. However, without adding any other preservative, that once you open them and you eat them, you know, for dinner or lunch or whatever you're doing, that you seal them back up and put them in the refrigerator. And that's so that they don't develop a waxy material called pellicle, which will build up from peroxidation. It'll oxidize and this little wax will rise to the top of the jar and it freaks a lot of people out, but it's not poison, it's not gonna hurt you. Is it that little film? It's a film. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get that. In Europe, people eat the wax as if it's part of the product. You know, they leave table olives out on a table all day long in Spain and Italy and France and all over Europe, Greece, and uh, there's wax on them, you know, white pellicle. And you see them and they're just eating them. They don't care, it's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. Not poisonous. You're listening to Issues and Ideas on KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian in an olive grove in Galita. I just learned how to salt cure black olives. Greg from the Santa Barbara Olive Company is now going to teach me how to cure green olives. The style that we use, salt and water, is called Sicilian style. The description that I gave you with lye is called Spanish style. 
doesn't mean it's from Spain. It's just the name of the curing style. Spanish style is lye. Sicilian style is salt and water. And then salt cured is just salt cured. A lot of people mistakenly call them oil cured. And they're not oil cured. They're not cured in oil. No, they're cured in rock salt. And then they're hydrated with oil. You don't cure anything in oil. You can cure olives in plain water. It takes a really long time, but you can. And some people put them in bags, burlap bags, and just hang them in the backyard and let them naturally leach out the glycosides until they feel that they're not bitter enough. They're going to be bitter still. People like to do a very natural cure in burlap. It takes months. You can actually eat those olives. They'll be bitter. The only way to make an olive not bitter is to spend the time and our curing takes about six months in brine. We don't change the water. We just increase the amount of salt. And not to be too technical, but we start at 12 degrees salometer, or 12 degrees by volume salt. Every few weeks, couple of weeks, we raise the salometer two degrees. So we start at 12, and it's interesting, when you're doing commercial like we are, the olives rumble inside of the warehouse. If you go in there the first two or three weeks, they're moving, they're bubbling, and they're fermenting. There's a bunghole at the top of every barrel, and you loosen that a little bit so that they gas off. You don't want them to build up pressure and explode. They do gas off a little bit, and it's kind of interesting to hear them. It's audible. It's not happening right now, but it'll be happening in December, January. You could go inside of the room, be quiet, and you would hear a audible rumble the black olives are very quiet, of course, when they're in salt. There's no noise there. Anyway, after the rumble stops, this is when you start increasing the salt until you get to about 22 degrees salometer, which is a very high degree of salt, but also acts as a holding pattern for that fruit, which can then keep it stable for years. You take it out of the 22 degrees salometer when you're ready to put it in a jar or pack it or eat it, and you reduce the salt by rinsing all the olives, rinse in water, and then put them back into a solution of 10 degrees salometer, which is a holding pattern for the olives, but not like the 22 degrees, which keeps them in giant bulk barrels for many, many years. We're talking about now putting them in jars that we sell that go on the store shelf. And then we add organic vinegar to kill off the bacteria that might be in the jar because we don't use chemicals there's natural lactic acid, vinegar, salt, and water, and olives. Do you want to show me where this is done? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm going to park in the shade right here. The barrel room that we're entering is a 3,000 square foot insulated tile roof building. So what you're looking at are all of the vessels that we will use this year. These are recycled, these barrels right here. These are the barrels that you put the olives in. Where, where does the this all happen? The gray barrels. The gray barrels. That have the two inch bung at the top and are threaded. Those are olive barrels. Okay. The fruit goes in along with well water and salt. So we just use sea salt, Himalayan salt, or sea salt, 12 degrees salometer. And that's the beginning stage of a Sicilian cure, a natural cure, a natural way of curing fruit without using chemicals. Some people use solvents, heat, lye, 
to speed the process up, like the canneries in California. There's two canneries in California. They accelerate the ripening of their fruit by running air through it. They take green fruit and then they run oxygen, which basically starts to deteriorate the fruit. It's like putting it outside and letting it begin to rot. And it turns kind of brown, but at some stage of that turning it from a green to a brown olive, they throw in ferrous gluconate. The chemical reaction of ferrous gluconate to the olive turns them immediately black and shiny. And the meat, if you notice, in the canned olive is gray. Then those olives are pitted, sliced and pitted. Then they're put into metal cans and put into a retort oven. The oven is extremely hot, a few hundred degrees, and it cooks any bacteria or live organisms out of the canned olives. So now it's basically a dead piece of fruit that's labeled and then sold in the stores. Before we continue with how to cure olives at home, there is one more bit of the industrial table olive industry that I wanna share with you. It's a bit unsavory, so I would rather you hear it now than leave a bad taste in your mouth literally at the end of the show. Most people don't realize that a pimento-stuffed olive in the store, and we're talking about 99% of every pimento olive you see on every shelf in every store, is a sodium alginate squirt of paste. There's a machine in Europe. We don't do it here. We import. We don't have a machine here that I'm aware of, and I do not think we do, because nobody does what, what I'm about to tell you. They do it in Europe. A paste is made, a gel. It's made in sodium alginate, red color, and a little bit of flavoring. People say, oh, right, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, buy a jar of pimento stuffed olives from any market that does not designate on the label that it is a real pimento. If it says real pimento, you want to trust that it is a real pimento. What we do, we slice a real red pimento into little pieces, and we put that real red pimento into the fruit, and when you bite into the fruit, it tastes like a pimento. Conversely, 99% of every pimento-stuffed olive that you're going to find on the shelf has a squirt, a perfect squirt of sodium alginate. And when I say perfect, take that jar home that you bought of pimento-stuffed olives from the store and squeeze the pimento out on a plate, squeeze six of them, and then tell yourself, are those six pieces exactly the same length, height, square, color? Are they kind of clear, a little bit of a funny translucent to them? And then bite into them and realize that what you're eating is a paste of dye and color and sodium alginate. And then you go, oh my gosh, that is not a pimento. <laughs> not it's red and it's, you know, it kind of has a little bit of a flavor to it, but it's actually called an angel machine. It's made in Spain. The angel machine can take the orientation of the fruit so that the hole is pointing towards the squirt and in a nanosecond, it squirts and cuts a little tiny piece of pimento and shoots it into the olive. And that's how 99% of all pimento stuffed olives are made in our world. Not just in Spain, but in Greece and everywhere, all over the world, Morocco and Portugal and France. And everybody uses the angel machine and everybody uses a squirt of sodium alginate. Now back to the proper way to cure olives. You're listening to Issues and Ideas on KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian with Craig from the Santa Barbara Olive Company. He has taught me how to cure both black and green olives for snacking on. Now we're doing a bit of a tour. The green ones are done here in these barrels. How are the black ones done? Where are they done? We'll walk around. I'll show you the harvest bins. So we take a white plastic food grade harvest bin and then we fill it full of black olives and salt. Cover the top with a large cheesecloth. We wrap it with a band. And it just sits there? Actually, we move it around so that the salt doesn't crystallize. 
the barrels will all come out of here. They get rinsed. And these are full of olives. This is a thousand pounds. So the harvesters use these and we either dump these into the press or we dump them into the barrels. This is where it's done. Or we take two or three of these and make black olives. 3,000 pounds of black olives. So half of that's 1,500 pounds because half of it's salt, half of it's olives. That's quite a bit of black olives. Like how many jars? Well, we do probably in a year, I don't know, I'm going to say 7,000 cases times six or 12. What is that? Uh, maybe 60 to 100,000 jars. How long do the black olives sit in the salt? Four to five weeks. Just like at home, I teach people to do this at home all the time. So you would do the same thing that I'm talking to you commercially about, but you would just do it in like a five-gallon food-grade bucket. So you just drill holes in the bottom of them, so you make them like a colander like this. And the only reason you want to drill holes is just in case too much of the bitter purple glycoside wants to escape. Well, you don't want it to sit in the bottom and pool up. So drill holes in the bottom of the five-gallon bucket and allow it to leach out if it wants to. It doesn't always, but sometimes you'll find it leaching out. And then when we're all done... We simply take it by hand, put it into you know large commercial colanders, rinse them underwater, scrub them, lay them right out here in the sun on a plastic sheet. It takes an hour or two. And somebody's here at all times. We don't want birds and we don't want animals, you know, because we have coyotes and bobcats and mountain lions and skunks and squirrels and an abundance of rodents and things of that nature. So there's somebody raking and observing the whole time. And then when they make the decision that they're dry, just pick up the sheets with a couple of people and pour them right into the bucket. Then pour olive oil over the top, put them down and roll them. And then they'll take about you know, a couple of hours and they plump back up. And that's what you see in the jar. That's our olives that are in the jar. Can you salt cure green olives? Yeah, sure you can. You know, it's a little bit different result. They will be shrivelly. But yes, of course you can do that. You can water cure. You can dry cure with, you know, with nothing. What makes the salt cure of the green olives more difficult? Well, you've got a black fruit, which is soft. It's easy to pull the bitter sugar through the skin of a black olive. because It's almost ripe. It's hard to pull the bitter sugar through the skin of a green olive. It's firm. It's hard. It has a lot of sugar in it. It's going to take longer. Your fruit's going to look like a green prune. You can rehydrate it with water or oil or a combination of both. And it's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just something I don't do. I was excited to try curing my own olives. This is why I did this segment. When the olives were ripe at Thanksgiving, I contacted Tom Bear, who manages the olive groves for Solana Farms in Santa Margarita. I got a little less than a gallon of black olives from the trees. A small portion of them were sunburned, which I only noticed when I was prepping them. I bought a bunch of table salt and wasn't sure whether iodized salt made a difference. In the end, I got iodized salt because it's what was available at the discount supermarket and the online discussion about iodized versus non-iodized was inconclusive. I lined a plastic colander with a thin cloth and then layered the olives with salt. I completely covered the top with a dome of salt. The colander was in a bowl and I left it in the garage for a couple of weeks. The sunburned olives were in a smaller, separate setup. After about three weeks, I checked them. They were not ready, and I replaced the salt, not realizing that I didn't have to. At the end of five weeks, I tried a couple of olives. They had a nice texture to the flesh, and they were not bitter. They were ready, and I was successful. After curing, I couldn't tell that the sunburned ones were blemished, and I mixed them in with the rest. I feel accomplished. Olives are a delicious snack, and they come in so many varieties. Knowing how easy it is to make my own, I might make this a regular thing. If you want to try curing your own olives, remember to get your olives from someone who manages their orchard so you don't have any pests. Other than that, 
Enjoy the bounty of the Central Coast. This is KCBX Public Radio for the Central Coast. I'm Father Ian, and I'm playing with food.